And welcome back to the Film School for Marketers podcast. My name is Mariah and I am joined by the wonderful Will Schultz. We are going stir crazy in our homes. I'm sure everybody is in the same boat as well. Will, what have you been doing with your quarantine time? Well, I am beyond cagey at this point, to be honest. I got back from a travel for two months and I was planning on going to Canada and now I'm living with my parents and my mom is a hardo workoutaholic and so <laughs> she can't host her 5am boot camps which means the Schultz family is now the boot camp attendees so we're all up at 5am doing um what does she call it like sessions and ladders together <laughs> what is that what sessions and ladders so in my basement right now there's there's six mats that are permanently set up with stations that she has note cards sitting next to so that at any time she can like ring a bell that lives in our kitchen to get everybody downstairs. And honestly, we're at a point of like a bit of hysteria where everyone's just kooky. We can't say anything without everybody else cracking up. And I don't know, things are getting weird to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm back in high school. So wait for the workouts. Does she, uh, she rings the bell to wake you guys up to come down there or like, how does that work? No. Okay. So most of the times it's at 5am, but if we don't get the workout in in the morning at any time, she can just ring this bell that sits in our kitchen and you know, like you have less than five minutes to get downstairs and find a mat. What are you doing, Mariah? How's you and Milo? Uh, Milo's great. So he's, uh, he's hanging out next to me right now. (laughs) And if you can't tell, uh, the viewers who are watching this. I don't have my fancy camera set up because with everybody working from home, my bandwidth has been so slow and uploading video footage has been almost uh, impossible. So we're doing this the lower quality Zoom way today, but things have been good. I live in California, so we're in that uh, stay-at-home mandate thing going on, but I have taken advantage of all of the hiking and outdoor things in my area over the weekend. I spent the entire time outside, so can't complain. You know, I was actually thinking, I feel really blessed and lucky that I live in a place where I can go outside and do those kind of things versus like a big city where like, what are you going to do? You're just kind of locked in. Yeah, that's very similar to Minnesota. I think it's usually everybody becomes a runner at like once it hits 50 degrees outside and we're still sitting between 30 and 40 right now, but Ooh. people are just out and about. So <laughs> I, I've jumped on the bike a few times um, just to like bike around a lake pretty much, but yeah. everybody's waving at each other. People just are demanding right now some interaction, some yeah. some human contact, even if it's from 10 feet away. <laughs> right. We're going to be talking about something that... I'm sure a lot of people have been kind of thinking about and that's, you know, how as someone who's producing video content, like how can you stay productive during this time, especially when you're not in your studio or in the office where you can be utilizing your team members to record videos? Like how do you keep that going? How do you stay productive? So um, Will has some awesome insight to things that he's like learning with clients and what he's seen. Uh, So we're going to talk about the five things that video production teams uh, are doing to stay productive. And hopefully this will bring up some ideas for you and your team and things that you can be doing while you're stuck at home. Yeah. Number one on the list is something I think a lot of businesses are turning to right now, but just all of my, all of my client calls have been so weird in the last couple of weeks because everyone's now in a totally new setting, a new situation of how they're recording stuff. Most of people are completely working from home um, with a few exceptions and aren't sure how they're going to like set up a studio space or get together with the salesperson or the subject matter expert to go film something right now. And so 
people are starting to look backward a lot more than forward on how they can make the most out of stuff. But one of the few ways that people are looking forward right now is the realization like everybody wants some piece of education to consume right now. People are in a little bit of like hunker down and learn kind of mode. And so I've had a lot of businesses turn to the creation of webinars, the creation of virtual peer groups with their clients, even like town halls as a company to show the, like the we're all in this together mentality a little bit and have a reason to get your prospects and your existing clients together for a little bit of like education from you as an expert and and something that doesn't necessarily require this high production value threshold or too much thought out beforehand. So number one on the list is to create content for your prospects or for your existing customer base in the form of virtual peer groups and discussion-based stuff, because that's what people are really wanting right now. And then in the form of webinars as well. And I even put on that list, um, podcasts or talk shows. Mm-hmm. I've got a few clients that have started internal company podcasts where it's just a bit looser, like interviewing a subject matter expert to put out on a medium. Because if you haven't noticed, like that's what people are looking at right now. They're, they're trying to figure out how can I keep my day busy? How can I mix up the what I'm consuming right now? And people have an eye out for new pieces of content like this and in like a little bit lower production threshold mediums. Yeah, I think that that's excellent. I mean, as I'm sure everybody sees, everybody's kind of hungry for education right now, like you said. And so finding ways that you can educate your audience in unique ways. I'm sure too, you've heard, I'm sure a lot of companies maybe aren't too familiar with even putting on webinars or, um, even putting on little talk shows, like what kind of tools do you know, um, if you know, they've been using to to do this? Have they felt comfortable? Is that something they've turned to you for? Yeah, we've talked about it a little bit, but honestly, I frame this to my my clients as being one of the best like middle grounds of getting people that aren't used to being in front of the camera, just in front of a camera. And 90% of the time, there's companies that are using like Zoom, like go record a Zoom call or record a webcam video pretty much to just get on a video call with one of your subject matter experts and start talking through some stuff that you know that they know. It's it's some low-hanging fruit and it's going to make them better being in front of the camera later for just talking head videos if they're cutting their teeth doing stuff like this now. So nothing crazy, to be honest. Yeah. I love what you said about it's kind of not giving people an option to not be in front of the camera. And that's that plunge, that's that jump that a lot of companies don't take, which holds them back from ever kind of advancing in that area. So I think this is gonna be excellent in terms of companies being willing and open to continue to push themselves and do this more once we're you know out of this situation, so. So number two is a little bit of the flip flop of what number one is, but right now there's so many organizations that are taking some PR moves to uh, leverage what coronavirus is doing by making a lot of online content and education and tools and resources all free. So it's one of the best things that videographers can be doing right now is self-educating and starting to look into what else they can be using as far as, I'm not talking about production necessarily, but just other ways to be leveraging uh, their online communities. I've seen a lot of really cool forums in the Reddit community in like videographers. And I've seen a lot of online resources, like check out Skillshare, check out Masterclass to just hunker down and start to watch some content that's just going to make you better at your craft. And even if it's not something that's going to be business specific better, I mean, there's a lot of ways to uh, become a better just working professional right now that are 
typically not free, which currently are free. So I'll, I'll include some of the links below to some of my favorites and the things that I've gotten lost in a little bit, but this is a great time to give yourself an opportunity to just peel back another layer, educate yourself, and then find ways to disseminate that to the rest of your organization. Because again, people are have their ears open looking for things. So I've had a lot of videographers claim themselves as like the, the education expert of their organizations that send out like a Monday morning email to their organization about new stuff that they've learned, new resources that they have for the rest of the company to learn about things in the video world. Just take advantage of this little bit of time of like stagnation. We have something super exciting happening, and that is that we have Digital Sales and Marketing Day coming up on April 6th. So as many of you might know, we had Digital Sales and Marketing World, which has been postponed to the fall. So we wanted to provide a virtual event for people um, to still really get some education. And so we have that going on. And you've got myself and Will who are doing sessions for it. So we'll drop the link in so you can see more details about what we're talking about. But aside from us, it's a really solid lineup of experts, leaders, in this space that you're going to want to hear from that uh, are going to help spark some ideas and things that you can be doing in this moment uh, to create some really positive uh, change and movement within your organization. So definitely check that out. Yeah. And that leads us right into the third one, actually, which is people are a little bit worried about new business coming in. And this leads to the requirement for sales to really change the workflow and how they operate for a lot, the vast majority of companies right now. They're having to have new sales channels and new ways and processes of how they're educating and, and communicating with their prospects and current customer base. And so in addition to you as a videographer being that that hub of education for your organization, I think one of the best things that videographers can dig into right now is internal sales team video training which is something that a lot of my clients are doing with myself, actually. But there's there's so many resources. If you go check out Vidyard, if you go check out Wistia, they're providing a lot of stuff because they see the opportunity that they have in the market right now for people to not just want this stuff anymore, but they literally need it to continue to push the, the sales funnel down. Um, so I think it's the videographer's job in every organization to be that vanguard, that charge lead of people adopting every facet of video within the org, which means I think a lot of videographers should be owning that in their organization by setting up weekly trainings, starting to build personalized one-to-one videos with their sales team members, getting people comfortable just being in front of the webcam and also just taking a big whiteboard and setting up how does our sales process change in all of this? How do we do what we used to do with the the inability to go be in face-to-face meetings or go drop in on client sites, whatever that might be for, for your organization. But that videographer has a real opportunity to get more people on the culture boat that maybe has been the stick in the mud as you've been baking video for the last year or five. We just had a virtual peer group with content managers last week. And someone on the team said that their sales team who was super reluctant uh, to doing video selling, obviously now had to adopt it and they've been getting the ball rolling. And she's like, it's just crazy to see them starting to do it and just like own it and accept it. But I'm glad you mentioned that if you are a videographer working at a company that you should take responsibility and training and getting people comfortable, because I think it sometimes might be really hard for a sales manager who's trying to roll it out to their team to help their team build up confidence when they themselves aren't like an expert in that and don't know what they're doing. And so it's really kind of your responsibility to walk them through that. Like you said, jump on a zoom call, talk to them about tips and things that you usually give for like in-person production 
um, provide them feedback on the videos that they're doing. So maybe like the first couple, you know, one-to-one, one-to-many videos that they're doing, help provide them guidance and stuff. Like that's what you do, you know, in your day-to-day job as it is. So taking more of that ownership. Um, And I I just want to talk about how critical this is right now. You know, there's probably sales teams out there in this moment who are kind of sitting there in their homes and they're trying to figure out like, how do I, I used to do this face-to-face, like how am I supposed to transform my process? Like it could be a really crippling feeling. If there's so many resources out there, like Will said, Vidyard has them, Wistia has them. We'll drop, uh, we have a pillar page on it, uh, which should help out with you getting started as well. Um, but we're in a space where like you have to do it now. Um, and it's, it's better to try it and do something rather than sit there and do nothing. And it isn't as intimidating as you think. Yeah. And I think you missed one important one on that list, Mariah, which is on impact plus you have an awesome course in video for sales, which is a really great first impression with how sales teams should be introduced to this. The last thing a videographer wants to do is just send somebody this 80 page long form document. That's like, okay, now go do video for sales. So pulling that string with sales team is, I think we all know that we're we're walking on eggshells a little bit to get them to do what we want them to do. uh, A lot of the times and to get them to buy into things. The best thing your organization could be doing right now is going and checking out that course and then disseminating it to the people that should be actually using video in the sales process. And that actually leads us really perfectly into number four, which is repurposing old content. And if you haven't uh, watched the podcast before this, we had the founder of Repurpose House on. So click the link in the upper right-hand corner to actually check out that full episode. But right now, I mean, looking backwards on all the content that people have made, videographers are starting to realize how much more juice they have, how much more touch points they can get out of the content that they've spent the last year or five making. And all that takes is really finding little nuggets within your old pieces of content and parceling that up, making snippets and disseminating that onto social media. I've also had a lot of videographers take it on themselves to start to repurpose written articles in a really cool way. Actually, WS Tyler is doing this with their org right now, but, um, they're looking back at all of their old articles and everyone that wrote these things are, are subject matter experts on the topics that they wrote their articles on. And now that they've been live for six months or a year or whatever, they have a few holes they can poke in it. They have a few questions that have been asked of the follow-up of these articles. And so each of them has like give or take three to five questions that Kyle, the videographer is recording this webcam call with their subject matter expert or the author of the article. And it's just asking these questions in a little bit, again, like a a low production quality way in a, in a pretty informal way, just to have like this impromptu interview with the SME to have a little bit more color filled in of what the article is. And this is amazing, low hanging fruit to go put on social media to drive more traffic to an article that maybe has stagnated out for the last six months or whatever. There's a lot more value you can get from each piece of content than you've really had in the past. All right. So rat number five, which is a pretty interesting one. So we'll do share. Yeah, this is one of my favorite ones. It is called number five at home Corona studios, <laughs> which I have seen a lot of videographers moving all of their, their business gear back to their homes and set up some of the jankiest setups I've ever seen. But this is a something I've been preaching for so long that like production quality is nothing compared to the substance of information. Like, Mm -hmm. and now more than ever, people are starting to have no reason to fight that anymore. There is no threshold for production quality, especially when we need the agility of uh, the timelines that we need to stay relevant 
right now with what's going on with COVID and I mean, just posting content in general. I mean, things are changing on an hourly basis and people have a very low threshold for like what production quality means right now. Trevor Noah is making iPhone videos and they're getting the same amount of viewership that they were when he was doing his talk show. Uh, same for Stephen Colbert, same for all of these people that like are now in a quarantined area. So mm-hmm. I've done a lot of like MTV Cribs walkthroughs of these Corona studios. And I, I think this is like the final nail in the coffin for people to realize like, take advantage of the opportunity that your CEO, your boss, your the approval process now should be not focused on people making this amazing threshold. Like go make content that's going to be relevant for this time. Leverage the opportunities that are in the market right now with what COVID is doing to all industries and the entire economy. And like just push the damn button at the end of the day. I, I've seen some amazing videos come out of some COVID uh, studios so far. Those are amazing tips. I'm sure a lot of companies um, who are listening right now are going to, or just throughout this entire thing, have been thinking about ways that they can start to really up what they're doing and keep things consistent and keep things going. Because the last thing that any of us can do right now is kind of stay on hold and wait to see what happens. Like we've got to keep moving forward and we've got to be innovative. And that's the most fun part is like the creativity that you're seeing out there right now and uh, how we can just shift with the times. And things are probably going to be different for even after this all happens, um, not necessarily in a bad way, but in an even more, you know, unique, creative way. So, yeah, that is what my main job has been for the last week is showing people the opportunity and the silver lining that there is with all of this. There's so much just like potential to leverage with the changes that are happening right now. And, and I know there's a lot of like nuance and there's fear and there's downsides to this. Don't get me wrong, but a lot of people are looking for shining lights right now to, to give that positivity. One thing I'm going to quick plug as well is Marcus Sheridan and Ann Hanley's new show together. If you guys haven't seen that yet, I think that's a, just an amazing like general um, how people should be taking the outlook and, and how they should be taking advantage of what this time means for every industry right now. But I hope that this list of five things, you treat it as a great starting place, a great little food for thought that you then uh, take and tweak to make your own and I totally recognize this is not an exhaustive list of things that you could be doing right now, but I think it's a great way to get started at actually making the most out of this time, seeing what COVID is in your own organization, your own industry as a total opportunity and continuing to educate your prospects and become the most trusted voice in your space. So thank you guys so much for making the 40th episode with with FSM. Uh, If you guys have any questions or any other ways that you think people could be leveraging video and um, their own organizations of adopting the culture and strategy of video production, please leave a comment below. We do respond and read everything that you guys write. And we really appreciate it. If you think anybody would find value in this podcast, please share it with them. We're trying to grow the channel and we would appreciate all love from the FSM community. And until next time, guys, keep learning.